Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is the brilliant Catherine Ross, who is an emotional freedom technique practitioner, and we'll dive into exactly what that is today and why it's here on this podcast and why it's an important tool we should all know about. It's one I personally love and I'm very excited to be talking about. But Catherine helps both individuals with their health goals as well as fellow natural health professionals overcoming limiting beliefs and helping them step into the success that they desire. Her business is called Break Free with EFT. Um, And yeah, it's just such a pleasure to have you here today, Catherine. So thank you for joining me. And I cannot wait to dive into this awesome topic. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really love talking about tapping. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really ready to go and share it with you. Brilliant. Thank you. So let's start just in case anyone is not aware, what is EFT? So not EFPOS in this sense for a start. Um, that's my running joke. I'm sure anyone who's heard me on a podcast before or speak about it is a bit over that joke. But yeah, it stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. But we call it tapping because, and that's what a lot of people know it as, because of, um, that's essentially what we're doing. We are literally tapping on our face and upper body, which sounds and looks absolutely ridiculous, but <laughs> science actually shows that it works. So it's a stress reduction technique. Um, it's a way to help regulate our emotional state and update our brain's learnings around what's happened in the past versus you know, our current triggers and how we can reconcile that to provide a greater sense of peace. And when we're in a calm, peaceful state, we're more likely to make better decisions. We can get clarity and focus, objectivity, and we can separate ourselves from the issue that we're experiencing. So it's no longer part of us. It's just something that is happening, but we're able to deal with it more effectively so that we're less likely to be triggered in the future. So it's a, it's essentially a stress reduction tool. But that said, there are so many applications of it from Um, stress and anxiety and depression to PTSD to food cravings to relationships finances um, and everything and anything in between as well you name it you can probably tap on it (laughs) amazing it's so cool isn't it and how did you first learn about EFT like yeah how did it come across your path so I have been in my business now for nine years, um, but I learned about it when I was a teenager. So I had some issues as a teen, trying to overcome a bit of depression, um, some issues of abuse I had uh, when I was 16. And I didn't really recognize you know, the impact of that at the time emotionally. However, when I started struggling, particularly to lose weight, um, I didn't realize that there were so many emotional blocks to doing so and so many reasons to hold on to the weight. So a lot of the time, you know, when um, you're thinking about losing weight, you might be doing all the things, but, you know, nothing's shifting or it's not shifting enough. And I didn't realize that I had reasons to hold on to it. And so I went to see a lovely uh, practitioner who was able to unblock a lot of those things and those beliefs and everything that I had developed as a result of what I'd been through, plus obviously a lot of other issues that I was experiencing at the time as well. So I got some really great results with that. And I left it alone for a while um, and, you know, tried to figure it out, figure out what it is that I wanted to do, because I always wanted to do something heart-centered. So 
I started off doing a degree in, uh, in health science, um, majoring in naturopathy or focus on naturopathy. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm going to go and revisit this EFT thing because I think there is some real value in it. And it was kind of at a time where it was known, but it wasn't so well known as it is today. So it hadn't got out there in the mainstream like it has now. And so I was pretty alone when I started doing it. I didn't really have any support at all. So starting a business with no support, no finances whatsoever was quite challenging. And I think I got a really big crash course in your blocks that come up when you start a business. And so I had to get really creative in using my own tools um, to overcome them. And that's something that I've been doing for the past nine years, because every single stage of business, we come up against our belief systems, our blocks, our fears, um, you know, all of those things. And nothing, uh, nothing brings up your stuff more like starting a business, I feel, yes. <laughs> or having a baby. And I've done all of that. So <laughs> I've, I've been faced with my stuff for quite a while. And so my massive passion now is helping other people overcome their limiting beliefs and, um, you know, and income ceilings and goals and things like that so that they can actually achieve what they want to achieve. And, um, and do it while helping themselves as well yeah that's incredible such a cool tool and yeah it's yeah. interesting how it's come at you from all angles in terms of that growth from both business and having children yeah totally <laughs> brilliant um so you started off helping people with their health concerns and now you've moved very much into helping fellow practitioners do you want to talk a little bit about that evolution um and yeah what it looks like in your day-to-day -day in helping people yeah. So I started off trying to find a niche because I think, you know, when you start in business, you always think about niching and what you want to do and what you want to focus on. Um, and I, I tended to attract a lot of people around, you know, stuff that I was going through at that time, which is interesting. And I, I still see that reflected in, uh, in some of the clients that I attract. It's like, oh, a mirror image of, <laughs> of what you're going through. So yeah. my, my niche has um, sort of changed over the years, but I did have uh, quite a lot of time where I focused on women's health. I was working a lot with fertility and emotional blocks um, to, you know, pregnancy, uh, overcoming, you know, pregnancy loss, things like that. Um, and then I started attracting a lot of people who were going through cancer. So supporting them emotionally through that journey and also looking at the emotional triggers and conflicts that um, actually start the disease process. So there's some fascinating research out there about how tapping an EFT and energy work can actually locate and heal um, that conflict that happens that actually switches on or off the those, uh, those cells that can trigger a disease process. So that was an area that I really enjoyed working in, had some wonderful results there as well. Um, and then I naturally sort of started attracting a lot of children and parents. So I started working with anxiety and depression because obviously it's so prevalent these days and so many different triggers and, um, and things like that for anxiety particularly. So that's still an area that I work a lot with, but I've now started shifting into more of the manifestation the mindset and business block stuff um, because essentially that's that's who I am and that's what I've overcome in order to get to the point that I am today and I run a really successful business um, I work in it full-time it provides for my family and uh, and my two children and I just love helping people to see where they're at and um, and help shift them into that space where they want to be because so often you know like we can think about our blocks but we can have you know um, blinkers on and 
and and it's really hard to you know see what it is that we need to get over and how to do that so my favorite part is to help people see um you know their ultimate potential and to fulfill it using tapping so i feel that um it's a really great tool to really easily release those feelings of you know overwhelm or anxiety or fear or vulnerability um and all those limiting beliefs that come along the way as well Yeah, that is phenomenal. Hearing you speak about all the things you've been able to help people with, it just really shows how powerful this tool is and something that seems so simple. And as you mentioned earlier, it almost feels a little bit silly as you're doing it, but it does have (laughs) such profound shifts. Exactly. And it's, it's a blend between the wisdom of um, Eastern acupuncture because we're using acupuncture points, um, but instead of needles to access them, we're just tapping on them using our fingertips. And, you know, we're stimulating a series of nine acupressure points on the face and upper body while we're talking about our problem. And um, and science shows that when we do this, the stress response in our brain is literally switched off. So they can see that in real time, that tapping while we're talking about our issue or bringing things up for awareness actually counteracts that fight or flight response in the brain and of course um yeah all the wonderful things that happen when we are in homeostasis you know um we we can literally change the way our dna is expressed and tapping funnily enough has um, been shown to uh, change the way that 72 of our genes are expressed which is massive so it's not just (laughs) tool. it's uh it really helps our physical health as well and to make sure that we're in peak performance physically and mentally Yeah, so brilliant. And it is so cool to see more and more science being uncovered too, because like you can feel the effects as soon as you do it. So you know it's working, but having all that scientific validation is only really helping the cause and helping more people get interested, which is so great to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, you mentioned you're also addressing the issues so so often Mm -hmm. we can be like no got to be positive got to focus on only the good and as a result we're suppressing things and that's just causing us more internal stress and turmoil but I love that it gives you permission to feel that feeling you're feeling whether it's uncomfortable or unpleasant whatever it may be and to work through that and transform it and that in itself is so powerful as well Yeah, exactly. Because so much of the time we try to ignore our feelings or, as you say, be so positive and then we create toxic positivity and we're not validating ourselves and we're human beings, you know, so we are able to feel and we're designed to feel the full spectrum of emotions. So tapping isn't about, you know, not feeling, it's about honouring our feelings, sitting with our feelings and accepting ourselves with them anyway. And when we do that, we discharge that stress response that it invokes so that we're able to let it go and it doesn't get stuck in our energy system. So, you know, the thing is, is that um, beautiful Louise Hay once said that if you want to clean a house, you first need to see the dirt. And that's perfect, you know, um, summary of what EFT does. It helps sweep out the dirt. So then you can actually have that clean house that you desire but you've got to see the dirt first of all and know what you're dealing with yeah yeah it's so brilliant that's awesome so you actually teach fellow practitioners how to use EFT to support their clients and their health goals don't you tell us a little bit about that side of your business yeah well I started um yeah just just naturally started attracting the natural health practitioners and I think that a lot of the time, a lot of us in the natural healing space have blocks as well. So, you know, emotional blocks, money blocks, things like that can be so common because, you know, we feel like often we're in competition or something with the orthodox side. And so we have to, you know, we have 
issues with self-worth, feelings of having to prove ourselves, fear of judgment, criticism, etc. as well. So I and also people were starting to ask me like, oh, I'd love to use this in, in clinic. I'd love to use it with my clients because I might prescribe them a treatment plan, but then they come back the next week and they haven't actioned it or, you know, they, they break down in tears in my clinic. Um, because they're so anxious over stuff or they really have this massive craving for this particular food and they you know it's really hard to get them to do what I need them to do so EFT is such a beautiful way to bridge that gap and make your treatment more effective as well because it helps address any emotional blocks or you know resistance to actually taking action on those health goals so I decided to create a course um, it's just an info course on how to use EFT in clinic as well so it's not a certification because at the end of the day you don't actually need the full accreditation to be able to provide help to your clients obviously within scope um it doesn't mean you sit there going let's address all your biggest traumas (laughs) it's uh, (laughs) cool to be able to whip out of your back pocket you know it's literally at your fingertips and for instance it's um if someone has a breakdown in your in your clinic and someone's very upset you can use it as an intervention so it's almost like emotional first aid um and yeah so (laughs) so as long as you don't call yourself a practitioner you can absolutely do this course and uh, it takes you through all the basics of EFT how to apply it how to use it for yourself and your blocks and also how to use it in clinic as well with clients so um yeah I think that uh, a lot more people these days are starting to come around to using it in yeah. uh, in their practice and I love hearing it when my clients tell me how excited they get when they've used typing for the first time and how many results that they end up getting um, yeah. as a result and it also helps them because it means that they're value adding too they're adding more value to what it is that they're um, able to help their clients with so everyone wins <laughs> that is so true yeah and where did you get your certification where did you learn about it um, so there are several people who offer uh, certifications. So I learned from Caroline Dawson down in Seaford here in Melbourne. And um, yeah, so I did my level three, uh, sorry, level one and level two. And then I did matrix reimprinting as well, which is a deeper form of tapping. Sounds all like extra woo-woo. And sometimes it's hard enough just to explain EFT alone to people without <laughs> saying, oh, by the way, I do this extra woo-woo thing. Um <laughs> But that's a really cool uh, thing that I use with my one-on-one clients as well. So it's like a waking hypnosis and we're using tapping on the younger versions of ourselves who were traumatized and um, different very different points at our lives. So um, yeah, that's a really, a really cool certification as well that I, <laughs> I got from, from Caroline. But um, yeah, so I trained uh, nearly 10 years ago now um, down in Seaford. Yeah, incredible. That's so fascinating, that other tool you've learned as well. It sounds like, yeah, that layer deeper and, yeah, another really cool thing to be doing. Great for limiting beliefs as well and, like, literally changing what your brain perceives to be the truth of the past. So because our brain is malleable and, um, you know, uh, all the neuroplasticity shows that, you know, we can literally rewire our brains. So um, it's very exciting stuff. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so you also mentioned that you work with practitioners helping them uncover their personal blocks and limiting beliefs. What are some of the key (coughs) limiting beliefs and blocks you see coming up in business? 
Absolutely. So one of the biggest beliefs, and this is across the board, is I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I think that a lot of the time when it comes to money blocks, there are so many money blocks that um, practitioners have. Uh, I know for a fact that I was one of them as well, because I attracted a lot of criticism when I put myself out there online um, in buy swap sell groups. And I was, you know, trying to show people that, hey, there's this different way to overcome anxiety. And it was such a learning curve for me because because I got it all thrown back in my face and, you know, people would say, oh, you're not qualified to be working with this. You know, you're taking advantage and um, you should just be offering your services free. So what I took from that, right. Yeah. I don't have bills to pay or anything at all. Um, but <laughs> but what I made that mean was that I was unworthy and I didn't deserve to charge because I should just be, you know, like money isn't spiritual, for instance. So, you know, there's all these um, things that we take on. We take them on from childhood. We take them on from other people as we grow older. And then we just compound these beliefs. And we literally live from these beliefs every time. So a reflection of your beliefs is your current life. So if you've got a lack of clients, examine your beliefs. What do you believe about attracting clients? Do you believe that it's possible? Do you believe that you have to, you know, spam people 10 million times just to get one person to stick? There's all these different um, things that, uh, that we act out unconsciously in our lives that literally mirror our reality. So I think that, you know, money um, is hard to come by. I have to work extra hard to get it. I'm not worthy. Um, you know, I'm in competition. I'm going to be judged. I'm a failure. All these things. There's so many beliefs, but um, I think that, you know, most people in the healing space have quite common, common ones as well. So we're yeah. all quite the same at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how long would you say it takes to overcome some of these beliefs? Like are some harder to work through or are some pretty instant after a couple of tapping sessions? Yeah, well, everyone's different. And, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to protection. So some people protect themselves more than other people. And that just means that they have more layers and more reasons to, you know, not let go of the problem because maybe they have had trauma in the past. Maybe they've had, you know, um, childhoods that were not conducive to believing in themselves or to feeling worthy. So therefore, when they try to start something for themselves, it's very hard to do that because they're living from this foundational belief that, you know, they don't deserve or who are they to do what they do. Um, so I feel that it's it's really how long is a piece of string. But that said, you know, our sessions cover so many different things. So when people say, oh, I want to attract more clients, it's not that we sit there and just work on attracting more clients. It's yeah. it's like a table, you know, you've got the issue, which is I don't have any clients that's on the top of the table. And then you have the table legs, you know, the things that contribute to that, the beliefs, the experiences, the, you know, things people said and all of that. So we go in and address quite a number of issues and beliefs, um, memories, etc. as well. So that said, I tend to work with people for between five and 10 sessions. And, you know, I've had that many people come to me saying, I've literally been through years of psychology. And one um, lady said that she'd had, I think it was 32 sessions or 60 something sessions of psychology. And she got more out of one session than um, with me than all of those. <laughs> so... <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but just to show that, you know, when you're working with the subconscious, change can happen really quickly. And um, and I always think, you know, we get traumatized in, in the 30 seconds flat. Why do we believe that healing needs to be hard? Yeah, that's a limiting belief in itself. <laughs> Got to tap on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's 
growth process. So I think that, you know, when people might think, oh, I just want to work on this thing, then they realize like that it's just this whole beautiful personal growth journey that they're on. So, um, yeah, it's just like uncovering layer after layer and uh, you get more and more into it as well. It's quite addictive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Healing. I imagine it would be. And mm. how do you sort of know when something has really shifted or a limiting belief has been changed? Yeah, um, when you can't identify with it anymore. So I always use, you know, the zero to 10 scale when we're talking about, say, for instance, um, if someone has a belief that they're not good enough, I'll ask them, how do they know they're not good enough? Or what evidence do you have to prove that's the case? And um, and also rating the intensity. So that's what we do in EFT um, before we start tapping and at the end of tapping to measure our results. So I would say, you know, how true does it feel for you out of 10 that you're not good enough? And someone might start off at say a nine because it's very, very true for them. But then after tapping through that belief, we rate it again, you know, tell yourself I'm not good enough. And then, you know, you can see them trying to really work it up or think about that feeling. And most often they say, I just, I don't connect with that, or I don't feel that that's true. So um, yeah, I think that when you can really put yourself, you can separate yourself from the emotion or the memory or the belief, that's when you know that you've literally done the work because um, it's no longer part of who you are and it's not your identity and you don't identify with it anymore. It's just something that you felt. Yeah. That is so cool. Is it possible to get those limiting beliefs back or is it hard once they're gone and once you've cleared them, is it hard to sort of get yourself back into that negative state? Yeah, well, it depends on obviously how specific that you've been in clearing it. So, you know, if I sit here and just tap on, I feel not good enough, that's not going to clear the issue at its roots because, you know, it's the equivalent of, say, cutting off the just whippersnippering the weeds in your garden versus, you know, getting down dirty and pulling them up at the roots. So the deeper the work that you do around those beliefs, like, for instance, re um, releasing them where they started, that's where the matrix re-imprinting comes in. Um, you know, that's where you can get the more permanent resolution of those beliefs. However, obviously being, you know, human beings with emotions and everything, it doesn't mean that we're never going to feel these things. And I still have, you know, times where I question, you know, oh, who am I to be doing this? And at each level um, where I'm up-leveling my business, I will go, wow, this feels a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you know, do I really have what it takes to sustain this level of success? And then I'll tap on it, but it clears it a lot quicker. So it's not about not having that feeling or belief or issue ever again in your life. But if it does come up that A, you can resolve it a lot quicker and B, you're less likely to be triggered anyway. Yeah. Incredible. Such yeah. a cool thing. I, I could talk about like beliefs <laughs> and subconscious like all day. It's so great. It's <laughs> important stuff. And as you mentioned, it is also really important when we're dealing with clients and helping them with their health goals because it often is stemming from those beliefs. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that it can be quite disheartening for a lot of my clients who've been trying to find um, resolution for their clients. And, you know, they've got all the, the physical stuff down pat. They know what, you know, their plan is, their treatment plan, their supplements and blah, 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 and lifestyle changes. But at the end of the day, you're literally handing that over to the other person and putting that in their hands to take responsibility for. And if you've got someone who doesn't believe that they deserve to heal, feels like, you know, sickness is part of their um, genes, for instance, it's going to be very hard for them to make those changes consciously. So that's where you've got this beautiful um, tool that will bridge that gap and help them to overcome those beliefs, which will mean that, you know, the work that you do is um, sticks a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. 
And so what does your sort of like typical day and typical week look like in your business and working with clients? Yeah. Um, so I tend to see about 20 clients a week um, at the moment. And I, yeah, I've got beautiful support and I'm so grateful. This is like probably the best thing to come out of COVID is um, the fact that my partner uh, ended up losing his job, which is, uh, is you know, obviously not a good thing. He uh, was, uh, he owned a bar here in Melbourne, a wine bar. And so unfortunately he had to close it when it all happened. And what that meant was that he was able to be here for me and, uh, and support me and our girls so that he could take care of it all at home and I could um, I could take over the, you know, full sort of pushing my business forward to the full extent that I wanted it to. So now I work um, four full days a week and um, I see clients, I get up, I check my emails, I'm motivated, I'm excited to work with them. I can say wholeheartedly I absolutely adore every one of my clients and I think that's exactly what we want in business, you know. We yeah. want to wake up and be motivated for the day and not be like, oh, I've got to see that person again or, <laughs> or you know, dread, dread that, um, that you know, job that we have. We want to live and breathe our passions. So um, I really love that I can do that every day. And I tend to finish about, um, yeah, 4.30, uh, 5 o'clock and I can then, you know, switch off and be a mum, which is great. <laughs> My two little girls, I've got a five-year-old who just started school this year, so I'm, like, trying to juggle all the, the stuff that comes along with that as well. And, um, yeah, so it's just finding a groove, I think, and, uh, and I tend yeah. to... Yeah, just uh, just work on my business on Wednesdays because otherwise it's very hard to prioritise time in between, you know, client sessions when you've got people back to back. But um, my sessions go for an hour, so I tend to sort of, you know, just give myself a few minutes in between to collect myself and um, clear my energy and uh, and keep going. But I also know my limits too, and I think as practitioners we need to be really aware that we're not give, give, giving, because most of us tend to be so heart-centered that we can blur our boundaries a little bit. So, yeah. you know, make sure that we're keeping our boundaries quite secure and um, being very clear with that means that you get a better work-life balance. And that's exactly what we're all after. That's why we have this um, business, you know, that we start because we want that freedom to choose. So, um, yeah, you, you can create that absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And in your hour sessions, how much of that would you actually spend tapping? Yeah, so I tend to do a bit of a blend of coaching and tapping as well. So um, I, I do like stories about why people have issues and let, you know, talk about where they came from because it gives me more of an understanding to tailor the tapping exactly to what it is that they need. So we will spend, you know, maybe about a third of the time talking the rest of the time tapping or maybe it's half half it depends on what the client needs at the time so um because most of the people that I work with are on packages with me as well you know if we don't finish a full memory for instance that we're working on in one session we can um just keep going the next session so yeah, yeah it's quite flexible um but I like to understand where people are at before I start trying to <laughs> tap on them of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a really good mix and you mentioned yeah. you offer packages how has that worked for you as like a business structure and business decision yes so funnily enough because when I started I had major self-worth issues and I had trouble even getting paid so if I would sit there in um, my clinic when I worked face to face and I would be stressing out as to how I was going to ask to be paid at the end because I was comparing myself with other people um, and I was one of the youngest but qualified practicing practitioners at the time in EFT so I had major imposter syndrome um, and that I obviously got over <laughs> with tapping after that but I would like just 
freeze and go, oh my God, how am I going to, you know, uh, ask to be paid at the end? But I ended up getting over that obviously. And, um, and so I have up leveled at each point. Okay. I know that I I'm worth more than this. So I'm going to tap on the feelings that I have around, you know, raising my prices before I do so. And therefore, um, you know, naturally the right people will come to me. And so I've got more and more comfortable with that. And I'm quite surprised when I think back to, you know, where I was at emotionally, if I'd told myself, say, nine years ago, nine out of 10 of your clients, Catherine, are going to take packages, I would have been like, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Who has that money? But anyway, they do. And I, I'm so proud of the retention rate I have of clients as well, that they keep coming back and keep taking packages because they see the value and they enjoy it and it's effortless. So I've gone from having people um, you know, not pay me or literally just take advantage of my free sessions mm-hmm. and not turn up to having people who can and will pay and come back to me repeatedly. So that's really changed my energy. And when you're in a different energy, when your vibration is higher, you naturally attract things on that same level as well. So I have no issue um, putting forward my prices or putting forward my packages because I know that it's A, coming from the right place and that B, the person needs it as well. So it's not inauthentic. I know that people get the most results through working, you know, for five or 10 sessions with me. And so therefore I'm just giving them that option. And so it's really helpful when you take the sort of, oh my God, it's money. I feel greedy. I shouldn't be taking that from people out of the equation and realize that you're actually coming from a heart-centered space and that you have to support yourself at the same time anyway. Definitely. Yeah. It's that value exchange. So important. Yeah. And when I didn't charge for stuff, when I, you know, offer free sessions or free workshops or what have you, no one would turn up, which is really interesting because people place value on what they pay for. Yeah. I've heard a saying before, it's the transformation is in the transaction. And it's sort of just emphasizing (laughs) the importance of there having to be that exchange because you're right, if something's free or really low cost, we don't place the same amount of value on it and we won't necessarily take it as seriously as something that we're having to pay a more substantial amount of money for that's more meaningful and we really want to make the most of that. Exactly. And I just put up a post the other day, actually, about, um, I'm very excited, still am, over this um, these pillows that I've bought, right? So there, <laughs> I went there and I put the intention out there that I was going to um, get a really good deal on some pillows because I wanted some pillows. Um, my neck was hurting and everything. Hadn't bought one in years. And so um, I went into Harris Scarf and it said, oh, 30% off. And I thought, great, wonderful. That's, you know, thanks, universe. Yep. I will uh, go and have a look. Went to have a look and I tried this pillow. I didn't realize the price. And uh, I said, oh, can you go and check how much it is for me? So the guy went and checked and he came back. He said, oh, it's um, $32.95 down from $200. And I said, said, what do you mean? He said, oh, it was $200, but now it's down to $32.95. And I said, what's wrong with it? (laughs) And he said, nothing. It's just got extra extra special so I was like a thanks universe and good intentions there I'm on the right wavelength to attract this stuff bought six of those pillows very excited um sleep really well on them now but uh I thought you know it's such a a great example right of when you have something that is $200 pillow you'd think oh my god does it like you know make the bed for you at the end of the day or something as well um but yeah, when it when he told me it was 32, I was like, is it like missing something or what's wrong with it? Yeah. And so that's just a perfect example of, you know, perceived value. And um, and that's why I'm so passionate about 
my clients not discounting all the time. And of course, you know, when you're really successful, you can pick and choose who you can, you know, work with at a, you know, smaller rate or what have you. But at the end of the day, if your price point is higher, people believe that, well, she must be worth it. And so they pay and you will naturally attract people who can and will pay that amount, which are, you know, technically your ideal clients. So when you decide to value yourself and you put it out there, and you believe that, you know, you have what it takes um, and you deserve to be paid for your time and energy and your gifts and talents, yeah. you will naturally attract those people to you. And um, and that's what I've done. And I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So incredible. I love that story. It's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so you mentioned that you've obviously used tapping to get you to where you are today. And you'd, um, yeah, you've done so much work on yourself. But how often would you actually tap on yourself? Yeah. So because I'm so busy half the time, I'm like, oh, my God. And sometimes I beat myself up going, I haven't done enough tapping on myself. And then the funny thing is, is because I work online, I'm literally tapping on myself all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> and I get to borrow benefits because the great thing about tapping in a group or tapping while you're tapping for someone else's issue is that chances are there's something there that resonates with you anyway. Yep. So if you're setting the intention of what it is that you want to work on or let go of and you're tapping even towards talking about someone else's issue your subconscious knows what to release so you get benefit and um and so yeah that's my little nice way to (laughs) subtly be able to benefit off my clients as well um (laughs) but that said you know the great thing is is that you don't have to sit there for hours a day tapping you can literally just incorporate it into your self-care routine um five minutes a day even if it's five minutes of tapping a day you are going to start to see positive shifts in your life and um and so you know if you can make it part of your morning routine uh or your evening routine my two and a half year old won't actually let me leave the room now at night unless i've tapped on her so (laughs) she asks for tapping Every night I've been tapping on my girls since they were born. And um, and so it's, yeah, kind of done myself things. I'm like, I'm so over tapping right now. I've done enough today. <laughs> Tap on yourself. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, and it's beautiful for kids too, because it helps them to self-regulate and take responsibility for their own emotions. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, it would be such a cool thing to teach all the children. We need to get this into schools. <laughs> yeah, that's my other arm of my business is I work oh, with yeah? schools. Oh, I mean, yeah. tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, well, uh, funnily enough, in the US, like uh, hundreds of schools are actually adopting tapping and they're seeing mm-hmm. major, major results, you know, with less um, uh, people dropping out of school, less bullying, increasing confidence, you know, test anxiety is down, all these things. And um, it's just amazing. So I've actually created programs and stuff that I'm uh, trying to get into schools at the moment in all my spare time. <laughs> but um, I'm, that's another part that I'm really passionate about because I went to 11 schools growing up and I had so many issues of you know bullying and stuff like that. And, um, and I think, you know, if I'd had a tool back then to be able to release those feelings and beliefs and issues and, and what have you, um, then, you know, I, I would have uh, been a lot better off I think and I wouldn't have had to do all of this work but then again I wouldn't be here today where I am so I am grateful for those experiences but I want to also short circuit all the stress that um that kids go through these days because life is just so full-on uh and um giving them something that can you know help them regulate their state is a gift that just keeps on giving way into adulthood so that's another passion of mine yeah, that's amazing. And it's truly such a life-changing tool for them to be equipped with at such a young age. So what a fantastic thing to be doing. Exactly. I mean, imagine sitting there and you're anxious at a test and exam. Yeah. I mean, 
we've all been there like to be able to to be at peace in five minutes how awesome would that be so cool I love that um so alongside tapping what would you say you attribute your success to um so there are so many things that I do for mindset as well. There's so many beautiful ways to you know, up-level your mindset. Um, I do a lot of uh, mindfulness work, meditations, affirmations, um, positivity stuff. But I think that I attribute my success to what I have within me and recognizing that I have what it takes to do that. So I think that we can externalize success a lot and we you know, tend to attribute it to this or that. But at the end of the day, I like to bring it back to you because you're the one who's responsible for your success and so I thank myself <laughs> without being you know conceited I thank the the determination um, that I've had to be able to address you know all the hard stuff and get my hands dirty um, you know willing to to go where I need to go in order to achieve what I want to achieve and so um yeah just the determination the introspection and um, the openness to suspend my disbelief in anything that um that I want to do. Yeah, so amazing. And what are some of your tips for other people who want to be successful in this field? Yeah, so we can do all the things, but, you know, we can get really frustrated with the results. Same with, you know, weight and everything like that. When we're eating properly or exercising and still not seeing the results, you've got to work on your mindset. So mindset, I think, should be taught um, alongside all the practical stuff, you know, in universities and schools, because that's that makes the difference, you know, between someone who has all the skills but can't put themselves out there versus someone who might not even have the skills but still ends up being really successful. And um, I always use Donald Trump as a great example of that. He's got that much confidence, that guy, and he does not let anything get in the way. I'm sure it's been shattered a little bit lately, but that's okay. Um, he, he, you know, he's literally just got that much self-belief, and that's a pretty good example of where utter self-belief can get you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> work on your mindset examine your beliefs and um yeah and uh, and get get your hands dirty yeah and where can we learn more about mindset and beliefs obviously there is your tapping course but is there anything else um, any other resources you recommend to us yeah um so I'm really into manifestation and the universe and the law of attraction and all of that tapping is a beautiful like bridge between you know um uh, thinking about what you want and actually getting what you want as well so I love using tapping in um to you know boost your manifestation muscles and um and get you know the law of attraction working for you so on the law of attraction and energy work I love 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 e squared and e cubed by Pam Grout because they have a series of um, you know, energy experiments that you can literally try that prove that you can change your reality. So it's such an empowering book to read because you're like, oh, my God, I am actually in control um, of what I attract in my life. So I love, love, love those books. And also The Tapping Solution because Nick Ortner is just such a brilliant bloke and, uh, and he has written the most amazing books on using tapping for the layperson, um, you know, really explains it very, very well. Um, yeah. But that said, you know, I've got my course, I've got a little mini stress and anxiety course I have a tapping journal for teens and also an ebook for parents on using it with kids um, yeah. and I do mentoring as well mentoring for prax so you know it's more of a personalized tailored um, situation that we go through and um, you know addressing their blocks and uh, and also using it in uh, in clinic too yeah brilliant so many amazing resources definitely worth checking out <laughs> <laughs> that's cool and so what would you say your vision for your business is and for tapping and what you're doing to the world? Well, I just want to keep growing it. I mean, 
I my vision would be to be able to work more and more with business owners, um, corporate as well, being able to take it to more and more people because I just want to get it out there and I don't really care how that happens or what audience it is but because um, I love so many different aspects of my business and I think we can get so locked into choosing a niche but, you know, you can operate in several different niches and so, you know, one of my passions is getting it out there into schools, really want to do that um, and also being able to, you know, support people in a high level space to keep up leveling their uh, their income goals as well because I just love um, the power of manifestation and tapping to be able to achieve that and um, it's what I've lived and breathed and so I love 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 being able to do that and to show others how to actually create wealth in their lives um, through tapping on their face which <laughs> is crazy but it works <laughs> it does sound so funny but yeah it's such a cool tool <laughs> <laughs> and I love that that's a really beautiful vision and yeah you're already well on your way to that and making incredible um, progress towards changing people's lives with oh thank you so much <laughs> my pleasure this has been awesome and I, like I said earlier like I could honestly talk about mindset tapping limiting beliefs all of that till the cows come home <laughs> um, yeah. but um I was wondering do you have any sort of parting words of advice or wisdom for the listeners today Hmm. Oh, okay. Putting me on the spot here. Um, I think, you know, just going back to what you said, you know, what do you attribute your success to that you have everything that you need within you right now. And so, you know, just going within. So go within, whenever you're struggling, go within, examine what you're feeling, what you're believing about yourself and, um, and start changing it. So subconscious runs 95% of your daily programs. And that's where all those, you know, beliefs and feelings and blocks and everything are held. So always come back to you and, um, and don't think that you need 10 million different, you know, degrees or people around you in order to succeed. You have everything that you need right now. And so trusting and believing in yourself and having faith in your ability to create the life that you desire is what's going to give you the success that you deserve. Yeah. Amazing. What a brilliant party words of advice they are. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> and so where can all of the listeners learn more about you and follow along and take advantage of your brilliant services and yeah, come learn tapping from you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, my website is breakfreewitheft.com and that has some general information about um, my school programs and also my resources that uh, that I offer as well on there. And I also have my Facebook page, which is Break Free with EFT. It has more of the manifesty stuff on it. Um, I'm very technologically incompetent, so I'm yet to update everything properly. Um, but uh, also I have my Instagram, which is Break Free with EFT. I haven't learned how to use Instagram properly, so don't judge me on that but I'm happy to, <laughs> to start. So if you want to follow me on there, I will up-level my mindset around uh, getting over my, <laughs> my technophobia and, um, and start using it a bit more effectively. But I also have a YouTube channel too. So I do a little tap-along video things on different um, topics. So that's under Break Free with EFT as well. Yes, that was actually going to be my next question. Do you have any like little ones that we can go tap-along with and start to get a taste for what you do? So that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of them are business related anyway, or parenting stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> very relevant for all of the listeners here. And yeah, anything that's relevant to business is also relevant to career, even for people who aren't in their own businesses. Um, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Sure, our personal lives and our beliefs, you know, it flow over from from everything as well. So it's not just you know a business and personal life. <laughs> when you create a business, you're coming from your personal stuff anyway. So um, yeah. <laughs> All these beautiful ripple effects. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I'll make sure I pop all of those links in the show notes so everyone can find you and follow along your journey. But yeah, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. So thank you. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much for everyone for, uh, to, for listening as well. I really appreciate you giving me the floor. <laughs> thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it. And I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me, and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.